organic podcasters. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Brother, I invented organic. Let me think. Call, call, us plant, call us plant-based. We are plant-based. Right. <laughs> Amelia will tell you I am the plant. <laughs> yep. And tonight yes. I'm the plant and I am the walrus. I'm rocking the Beatles both on my cup <laughs> and on my shirt. Yeah. Me the ready to go. Right. That's why it's strawberry I season here in Florida. Ready to rock. <laughs> uh, so you all in Florida? I am. Okay. Well, well, I'm, in Florida. Florida. I'm in New Jersey. Jersey. Mm -hmm. I'm about 30 minutes from Atlantic City. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 30 minutes from AC and I'm uh, like 10 minutes from Camden. Mm -hmm. So if yeah, you guys man. know, like like Philadelphia, yeah. that area. Yo, you're in Philly. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I could literally be in South Philly in like in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Like literally that like I'm that close. On, on purpose? <laughs> well, yeah, because I was born there. <laughs> I tried to get away, Marlon, but you know, they would only let me as far as New Jersey. Anything oh, okay. further than that, I got to join the witness protection program. <laughs> they got you, you tethered. They got you tethered to, to Philadelphia. He loves living in Jersey right now. Uh, yeah, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Crazy. Nelia. Yes. You uh, ready to do this, puppy? Let's do this. Let's rock it. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. It's four o'clock in Los Angeles. It's six o'clock in Chicago. In New York City, it's 7 p.m. Hello, everybody. I'm Mad Dog DeCipio. Join us once again on this fabulous Tuesday night is the mouth of the South herself, Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. How are you, Amelia? I did good. How are you? I'm wonderful. How you doing, kid? Good. Good. You're right? Oh, you yeah. You out of trouble? No, not really. That's my girl. How you <laughs> How you stay out of trouble anymore? It's hard to do. Oh, we yeah. have a super, super guest tonight. Uh, we have we have two, two. amazing guests. Mm -hmm. Two amazing guests tonight. I want to welcome everybody to Blunt Talk Radio. It's the podcast that says <laughs> we'll tell you later what we say. I almost Amelia, I almost tipped the bit. I almost mm -hmm. tipped the bit. But I'll tell you what, we got an amazing show tonight. We're gonna talk about the dark side of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. It's a little known secret. Well, it's kind of an open secret in Hollywood. And um, I'm going to tell everybody how we got to, to tonight. Um, we're going to discover the dark side of Hollywood, which is sex trafficking and uh, pedophilia, particularly. Mm -hmm. Child sex trafficking is huge in Hollywood, L.A., in the L.A. Basin area. 
But tonight we're going to talk about the number one crime, un, unreported crime in Los Angeles, pedophilia, particularly because it's happening with rich and powerful Hollywood dignitaries, celebrities, executives, and yes, even studio heads. Well, how did we get to tonight? Well, uh, perusing through YouTube, and I discovered a couple of guys talking about, I honestly, when I heard these two fellas, I thought it was a comedy bit. Because mm -hmm. I thought that they were making this stuff up. And lo and behold, <laughs> I watched the little, I did, you, you, you guys are laughing because you know I'm, where I'm going with this. Right? But, see, but see, but hold on now. You didn't warn us. You you supposed to warn us. See, you're not playing fair, man. You already, what's going on? That's because your last name is fair. You already fair, so it's okay. It's already fair. But you know what, though? When I saw, when I saw the intro, I said, oh, he childish like us. So now I know yeah. what I signed up for. Yeah, we good. We good then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, bro, you may you got no idea what you signed on. Oh no, I got an idea now. I, I see where you're at. Oh yeah, I, I, you know, I said to Amelia, it's funny. I said to Amelia, I found kindred spirits with these guys. Uh -huh. Absolutely kindred spirit. Um, because you're like us. You're, you're not gonna you're gonna lay it out. You're not gonna hold back. Uh -uh. You're gonna let the chips fall where they may, and then move on. Yeah. And that's how we roll around here. Hey, look, I like it. I've been on the air with with this format podcast for the last six years. I've been broadcasting television and radio for almost 40 years. Four oh. Wow. And I've been around the block a little bit. And, and when I when I hear somebody that knows what they're doing, which is rare these days, um, I'm gonna snatch them up. <laughs> I'm gonna grab them up. And I heard Marlon and Corey, I said, oh, these guys are either a great comedy actor or they're taking this shit real serious. <laughs> uh, it, here, and I'm going to, not only am I going to tell them, Corey, I'm going to show people what, what I'm talking about. Oh, so I, man. I'm watching, I'm watching YouTube and I hear these guys and they're talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay, well. Now, I, in, in all full disclosure, in honest full disclosure, I know some members of the Johnson family and the Anawai family. Oh, I spent good. my entire background in professional wrestling and television. It's mm -hmm. all I've ever done in my life, TV and wrestling. And so I, you know, I've had run ins with uh, The Rock's brother, uh, his father. I met his grandfather. Uh, you know, the great Peter Maivia, late chief, high chief Peter Maivia, um, all great wrestlers, all good people generally. But when I hear somebody talking about The Rock and pedophilia and, you know, being inappropriate with little children, particularly telling a little girl in Hawaii he wants to eat her, yeah. well, then I have a problem with that. Because now I got to find out, is this like some sick comedy bit? Or are these guys that they know something that they're about to share with the world? Well, little did I know that I got an education that night because you guys smartened me up like we say in a wrestling business. You smartened me up big time. And um, I'm going to show people tonight an extension of what you guys have brought to the table. 
in fairness, let me introduce my guest for the evening. Corey Fair is the head and president of Fair Media Group, which is um, a part and parcel of Two Strong Productions. And Marlon Brown is his broadcast partner and partner in said media group. Gentlemen, welcome to What's the Buzz. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, Donkey Shanks. (laughs) Say again, Mark. Donkey Shanks. Thank you. Oh, Donkey Shanks. I thought he was doing his Wayne Newton impression from well, well, <laughs> he is in his version of it. Be careful because we don't we don't know what's in that cup. So you know. yeah, right? Yeah, you don't you don't know. It's just yeah. juice, okay? It's just juice. That's all it is. Just juice. yeah. Just look at, look at the color of that liquid and try to figure that shit out. Iced tea. That's all I see is iced tea. Okay, I see iced it's, tea. It's actually grape juice and mango, and it's perfect southern awesome. iced tea. Yeah, it works. <laughs> I want to tell everybody. In fact, I'm not even going to. I'm going to show you how I came to Marlon and Corey. Watch this. That and uh, let's get started with the show. We're going to start off with playing the video so that we can set the tone right away. <clears throat> get down, Marlon. All, all factual stuff, okay? All factual. If you want to go back and watch the stuff, the piece that we show, all out there for you to see. So you don't think we're taking something. Out of context. I just want to put that out there, people. <laughs> I know you're gonna come with context. So yes, yeah, it's, it's real. So let's jump it off. <clears throat> Gave me my. And you want to know why I thought it was a comedy bit? Look at this shit, okay? Because <laughs> you guys are fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> watch this, Amelia. Watch this stuff. Life back. Hell safe. Hell safe. Hell safe. Um, I eat uh, children. Um, I eat uh, children. Um, I eat. Uh, how old are you? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Now, Marlon, Corey, let's let's have because I'm gonna I stopped at it here for a reason. Let's have a little dialogue here. Couldn't like this that. be preconceived as a comedy, as a, uh, a, a humor, inflecting humor in the situation? Well, that that's up to the watcher. You know what I'm saying? Um. To be honest, we didn't, we never, we never thought to ourselves, hey, Merlin and Corey, let's do a show together and 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 be funny and do comedy. And, and we never discussed those things before the shows. We just kind of we 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 may brief each other. Uh well, we do brief each other about what we what information we found. Mm-hmm. And then we just start the show. And and in the beginning, like even when I come out and do the introduction, I promise you, I never know what I'm gonna say or nothing. We don't, we just go and that's it. So I mean, it's, yeah. it's up to the viewer to 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 decide how they want to how they want to look at it. We just kind of go with the flow. Yeah, we kind of do that around here too, Amelia. Mm-hmm. Don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> I, I I would say though, um, Marlon, you're the guy that my attention was focused on on this clip. I'm going to tell you why. Uh oh. But you seem to be the guy to break it down into its elemental form, where not only did you talk about humor as a way of camouflaging the truth but and you and you did a great job of illustrating that but the other thing that captured my attention is the fact that you didn't back down to Corey when he pushed you up against the wall here <laughs> we've had practice okay we've had practice i can't wait to see this <laughs> So let's let's take a look at the rest of this. Okay, uh, only to ten. <laughs> Children and pineapple. 
now i'm i want people to understand that what you're about to hear is written in screen form and it's part and parcel of a video that we're showing the viewing audience uh it's from apparently from a, a rock the rocks tiktok i believe is that correct Amelia? I believe so. Yes. It's, okay. it's, it's, I think it's from his um, Instagram, actually. Oh, his Instagram oh, account. Instagram account. And, and The Rock is quoted here as saying, "This adorable, darling little cupcake came to meet me and present me with a beautiful lei." Now, for those of you who don't know what a lei is, it's Hawaiian flowers uh, on a string or, or on a rope form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bent down to tell how much I love to eat little children, but she seemed totally unfazed. Now. When I read that, I thought, well, maybe he's just, you know, having fun with the kid. Maybe he's just trying to get a rise out of her. And then I thought to myself for a second, you know, anybody with um, an inquiring mind could really make much more of this than than is there. You can make you could literally make a fucking federal case out of this one. Yeah. Um, big mahalo to all the fans who wait a long time to say. Hello at the meet and greet. Uh, Mahalo is uh, a Hawaiian word that means lots of love, basically. Uh, big love. So that's what I just read, folks, that are uh, that are in the um, listening audience. Let's continue, and I will tell you what's going on. No one can seem to agree on anything anymore except for two things. I want you guys to notice, again, inflecting humor. It's the Illuminati all-seeing eye wrapped up like a slice of pizza. Pizza and us. And us. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh- All right. We're not going to show this because I've got the entire full clip we're going to see. Um, that was the beginning of what, for me, was much more than just an SNL comedy bit. <laughs> it it upset me to the point where I had to dig. I made some phone calls and I did a lot of research. So did Amelia. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, it come to find out, Corey and Marlon, that um, what you guys did was basically stumble, whether you know it or not, you stumbled into something a lot bigger than yourselves, uh, a lot bigger than That's your good. show and my show. And we have a sizable audience of around two and a half million tonight. Wow. Um, nice. And so and that's real numbers, folks. Um, so let me show everybody exactly what it is that we're talking about, because it's quite important. I want you I'm going to play the entire unedited clip and you make the discernment for yourself. Is this comedy or is it sickness wrapped up like comedy? Are they trying to desensitize the mind here? So let's take a look. Okay. Hey. Hi, guys. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, um, my name is Roy, and uh, I um, and for the most evil invention in the world contest, I invented a, uh, a child molesting robot. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll speak up. Uh, it's a robot that is designed to molest children. 
And uh, I call it uh, Robo Chomo. Uh, you see, it's powered by solar rechargeable fuel cells, and it costs pennies to manufacture. Uh, and it can, theoretically, uh, molest twice as many children as a human molester in, quite frankly, half the time. Um, so, uh, do I win the contest? I seems like I win. Seems like I win. Oh, my God. What's wrong? What's wrong? My most evil idea was a blizzard in July. Right. Well, I went in a slightly different direction with the assignment. You built a mechanical sex predator! Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's exactly, exactly right. This, this guy gets it. You get it. Oh, my God. No, I don't. How? I have a question for you, Corey and Marlon. Mm-hmm. He says, I mm-hmm. built a mechanical sex predator. Okay? If you look at the rock, does he not look a bit mechanical himself? Mm-hmm. Always have. Isn't he built like a machine? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering this if this is not uh, autobiographical in some form. <laughs> oh man, you done started something. Yeah, right. <laughs> you done started something, and, and you know, he, here's the thing, though. Why, why I say that? Uh, normally, you know what I'd have told you, mm. man. This dude is crazy. Why would he say something like that? But looking at the climate of how things are going and, and what's been going on, it's extremely possible. Um, we've been digging into this into this thing, man. I don't even want to call it a rabbit hole. It's a whole different kind of hole. It's all different kinds oh, of boy. Stuff, rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But a we done just yeah, we just done made a whole different hole that we've been digging down and, and the stuff, <clears throat> the more and more we learning as we go, it's just like you thought you knew something until you start digging for real, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, you know what? You you bring up a, a valid point. There ain't no telling what's up with that dude. The other thing that struck me, Marlon, at the beginning of that clip, not one person in that live studio audience, not one person had the balls to say, stop. Hmm. Stop that. Not one person was offended by it. And that... That should speak fucking volumes. Yeah. That should speak volumes to to America, to the world. Listen to what we're saying here. Yes. I built a child molesting robot and everybody laughed. Are you they were all laughing hysterically? Like are you kidding me? I've seen predators that looked like fucking robots, okay? Mm -hmm. Big jacked up fucking muscle heads. Of every shape, size, and color. I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Sexual deviation doesn't know any gender, nope, no, any race, <clears throat> any ethnicity. It doesn't know any wealth barrier. It doesn't just happen to poor people. We're going to show you tonight. I'm going to show you in living color tonight how valid the idea of Hollywood predators is today. Not only is it valid, it should be taken seriously. You're going to see for yourself, but we're going to continue with this. I want people to see the entire skit. Watch this, folks. How do you even build a child molesting robot? Well, that's a, um, that's a great question. What you do is you start by building a regular robot, uh, then you molest it and hope that it continues to, uh, the cycle. <laughs> Dear Lord Almighty. That's the most hideous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, well, thank you very much. You see, the shrink guy uh, uh, is with me all the way. 
Stop saying that! You know, I want to remind you guys that uh, in Webster's Dictionary, defines evil as profoundly immoral. We know what evil means. Well, it doesn't seem like you do, because you built a, a freezer. I mean, Benito Mussolini used to force-feed people castor oil until they literally died of diarrhea. Oh. I mean, that's got to be where the goalposts are, right? Am I crazy? <laughs> I think someone should call the police. Okay, okay, well, I think we're all getting a little hangry right now. <laughs> let's, uh, let's break for lunch, okay? I'll buy, uh, I'll buy you all a sandwich at the restaurant across the street. Get out of here now! Well, sh sh let, let, let's just go talk it over at the restaurant across the street with the, uh, the medieval decor and the little miniature beef sandwiches. It's a White Castle, man! Just say White Castle! <laughs> Who the hell calls White Castle a sandwich restaurant? Okay, okay. Well, you guys are mad. I'm really sorry. I just, I just wanted to win the contest. I, I guess I, I really screwed up. No, Roy. You have nothing to apologize for. Yes, you made a robot that molests children. But you also made an important point here today. Things are always better with juicy beef and onion sandwiches from White Castle, America's medieval sandwich restaurant. All of that, that's the bit, okay? All of that for that, all right? But I would contend to all of you if you're going to, if your bit line, and for those of you who don't know anything about comedy, it's called tipping the bit. What they did toward the end of it was they tipped the bit with mentioning the little sandwiches from this medieval restaurant, okay? Mm -hmm. So the whole thing was to get to the White Castle sandwich, right? Mm -hmm. the, how they get there is using child molestation as the vehicle are you telling me that's the best they could do on saturday night live with the with what they're paying those writers are you shitting me are you fucking kidding me i'm offended on every level mm -hmm. well that, that's the best they wanted to do uh that's their mission this thing is not this is not organic this is very uh intentional what these people got going on and and they get paid not not just millions, but they're getting paid. This is a a, a billion or trillion dollar industry that they got going on. Mm -hmm. And 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 they and they feeding that machine and and they feeding it well. Not only not only on these little mm -hmm. comedy skits, you know, not into our schools. They they they. I mean, they've been in the music. They getting on TV. They's get it's getting bolder and bolder. And I mean, it's getting so bold that look how bold it's done gotten and it's and how bad the normalization is. They got parents running around right now, probably listening right now, right? Saying, mm -hmm. these guys are idiots. Why are they making a big deal out of nothing? That's literally what's coming out of some of these people's mouths. So that'll let you know where we at, man. It's a Because it's not nothing, Corey. It's not yeah. nothing. That's the problem. You're, I want to show you. I'm going, I'm going to mm -hmm. visually demonstrate your point. There's a show that used to be on television called toddlers and tiaras mm -hmm. i remember that okay after i think it was on for maybe five years six years mm -hmm. after six years they finally took it off of the air you know why because it took them six fucking years marlon to realize that little old that little old men with raincoats 
and middle-aged men were sitting in their living rooms jacking off to little five- and six-year-old girls. Okay? It took them six fucking years to realize that this was a predator's delight. This was a pedophile's playground to show. You check, and if you think I'm lying, watch this. Go on Google. Get the crime statistics for the years, and I'm not even bullshitting, folks. Get the crime statistics for the years that Toddlers and Tiaras was on the air. It was exponentially higher than it is right now. And it's exponentially higher than it, than it was when the show went off. Hmm. The crime rate dropped by 40%. Jeez. Particularly wow. sex crimes. Rape, molestation, uh, child endangerment, uh, child kidnapping. You can't make this stuff up. Amelia, mm-hmm. how much research do we do here? We do every research on every we, single bed. We have to. We yes. have to. We've we, got lawyers, and they and they are meticulous about mm-hmm. dot your eyes and cross your T's, guys. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we look we under every rock. We yeah. around with this stuff, folks. Mm-hmm. We can't afford to endanger our kids any longer. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear tonight from a Hollywood heavyweight. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you're going to hear from this particular Hollywood heavyweight because right now, <laughs> in 2023, this particular Hollywood heavyweight is being accused of a child sex crime. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. You know what? No time like the present. Fellas, feast your eyes on Mr. Tom Hanks. Our industry these days is not about a great new film. It's about Harvey Weinstein. Right, yeah. A lot of talk about everybody knew or or the behavior was an open secret. Did did you know? I mean, are, 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 did people know about this? I think there was uh, I think there was knowledge amongst a certain group of people, mostly who did business with 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 Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. I think it, we, uh, in in a, in a awful lot of the of the dialogue that I've read that come out, there are countless women who understood that that's what happened, and there were countless mm-hmm. pe- many people who said, well, that's just Harvey being Harvey. Well, that's the question. Is, is it, how serious is it? Is it about one person, one man, or is it a, a culture? You and I, and even the likes of the people on the Turner Classic movies, constantly make understand that the idea of the casting couch that existed in Hollywood is the part of both myth and concrete reality. Did you hear what he just said? <laughs> he said nothing. He just <laughs> came out. Corey, he just told the whole world it's real. casting couch is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just told the whole fucking world. Yeah, if you lay on your back, you'll get a part somewhere. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he said that. I'll give him kudos. I Tom Hanks is either the bravest guy in the world, or he's the most protected. I will tell you that. Protected, protected. I saying, protected. Yeah, you know what, Marlon, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, and, and Corey, absolutely. I think that he is absolutely protected. Because first of all. This man is the golden goose of Hollywood. He's a money-making machine. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's a fucking cash cow. They're not going to screw with the cash cow. Well, well Matt, for- I want to I cut in and say something to you, though. Oh, please do, yes. <laughs> you you do know, 
that you keep saying that he that he told. Didn't you say he told? He telling it. He's not telling. He's promoting. Yeah. 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 That's an entry. Choosing his words very carefully. He's I'm promoting. going to sit back. I'm going to bring you up here, um, <laughs> uh, Corey. I'm going to bring you up on the big screen. I want Uh-oh. you to, to tell everybody. <laughs> I'm going to bring you up on the big screen. I'm going to. I want you to tell everybody exactly exactly what we're talking about. And well, I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Okay, so when 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 he when he's on TV, he's saying that, oh yeah, you know the couch. But if you notice, he tried to say it was part of a myth and concrete reality or concrete truth or whatever he said. So he he kind of left himself a little bit of wiggle room. But he know how we read that because he know how it was intended to be read because everything he's saying is extremely intentional. Yeah. So if we think for one minute that these people are on TV. And they just stupid enough to start spewing stuff out of their mouth that's going to get them locked mm-hmm. up. Then that means we crazier than them, right? These people are yeah. not dumb; they just stupid. They doing and they evil, but yeah. that don't make them dumb. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. So he, he he know what Absolutely. he did. He know what he did, and he know why he did it. He did it because he's promoting. Because at, this is what this is what's what has happened. We have went from having to kind of hide it and be low key about it to now boom. This is what it is. This is what yeah. we see. And it's out in the open and, and, and nobody's hiding it anymore. They're not hiding it. And so this no. is the reason why he can get right on national television and say what he said. Because not only is he promoting it, he's boldly <laughs> saying, okay, y'all, we went in. We went in. We got mm-hmm. you. I use this example on the show all the time about uh, a robber. If I'm if I'm sitting here and, and somebody come in my house and rob it, um, you know, just, let's just say I got a store. Somebody come in and they rob the store. They got on masks and they get the money and, and the goods and they leave. You know, I, I don't like that. I'm, I'm bothered, right? But if they come in with no mask on and do that and leave, I'm literally shaking in my boots because what I'm thinking now is they feel like they got me and ain't nothing I can do about it. And that's how Hollywood is right now. They feel like they got us. So they're not hiding it. They're coming right out and putting it right in our face yeah. and, and they're right in our schools. I mean, they they follow. What's the name of that group, Merlin? Um, the, the Satan Club or something like that? Yeah, After School Satan Club. Yeah, the After School Satan Club. They 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 filing lawsuits saying, hey, we should be able to come in your schools and and fly our flag. Like, they're not hiding mm-hmm. them. They're coming right out with it. So I, I believe that Tom Hanks is, is very intentional in what he's doing. Yeah. He's not telling. Well, there, wow. you guys mentioned the AI. The ASSC is what they're the uh, um, after school Satan Club. They're calling it the ASSC. Mm-hmm. They're, they're believe it or not, these these fucking crazy people. They're applying for a national charter. They'll get it, and that's what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. Marlon. I'm going to bring you up on the big screen now too. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about that. That's a scary proposition, my friend. Um, they're applying for the. After school, Satan clubs applying for a national charter, and they're probably going to get it. Tell well, everybody the dangers that we're talking about. Because, you know, th- people hear me every week. I scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> I'm passionate about everything I believe in. It's very uh, passionate. Maybe it, it takes somebody like yourself that's good looking and soft. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> right? Because they don't want to see my ugly face and hear my big mouth every fucking week. So I want Marlon Brown to tell everybody why we should be worried. You, you missed your call and wrestling wasn't it. It was stand-up comedy, man. You got, <laughs> you got jokes like for days. Um, okay. 
So the trend has been for the last 67 years to demonize the whole uh, God thing. Okay, let's just put it on the table. The whole idea is to make sure that God looks like a joke and we don't want him no more in society. So they did that. So the next phase is to implement, well, when he says freedom of religion, mean everybody. And that means everybody. So that means we can make yeah. fun of just about everybody. But the newcomers are not ready to get made fun of yet. So we'll bring them in and make them part of the public platform. So what's the best way to do that? Introduce it in movies, introduce it in songs, introduce it in cartoons, and introduce it in schools. And you make it as though it's accepting. That's all you're doing. If you can have this, you can have that. And just be welcoming of everybody. So then my question is, name me one Hollywood operative, is what I'll call them, that has paid a hefty price for trafficking and sexually abusing children. Name me one. Um, none. There you go. So why would they hide? Now they can, they've made movies where young boys are in love with adult men, right? So now they've now become, like Corey said, it's a no-mask situation. I can say it, even if Tom was to come out tomorrow and says, I diddle kids, and he drops a list of children he's done that to, Mm -hmm. nothing would happen to him because the precedent has now been set that even the president is now one of them. So why would they have to worry? And and, Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. At the highest levels of government, we have a, a an open, as open to the core as he can get, pedophile, and makes no mis- you know make no mistake about it, folks. He's not even trying to hide what he's doing. He Ow. likes to touch people. He likes he's really touchy feely. This guy, like very inappropriately so. Who, who are you talking about? Marlon, Hanks or Biden? You mentioned Both. something. <laughs> Marlon, uh, you mentioned Tom Biden. <laughs> Amelia and I actually did. Uh, was it two shows, Amelia, or three yes, that we did? On, we did two. The, uh, on Satan in the music business. Yeah, we did two of them in, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the devil in them. It was called the devil in the music mm-hmm. and the devil and, Hollywood. Uh, and Hollywood horror. Mm-hmm. Um, this is real stuff, folks. You just you have two guys that have no dog in this fight telling you, telling you, hey, it's real shit out there. And we're here to tell you, and we're here to warn you, and we're here to smarten you up. And here, when we're here also, maybe to save a few of you, you know, save your soul if it's possible. Um, and, and that's what we're talking about. I want everybody to, to watch the rest of Tom Hanks because this is really important. Okay. Uh, the idea that there are sexual predators in power. Mm-hmm. Not just in Hollywood, I think in all across any, any place there's a boss with underlings in any <clears throat> corporation or any industry, you have a type of sexual politics that goes on that mm-hmm. can slide in between uh, appropriate ethics and, and decorum to, uh, let's see, inappropriate behavior to the point of harassment and, and uh, sexual pre- pre- predatory behavior. Well, I mean, I think people understand that, but the larger question is there a culture of complicity in Hollywood where women are afraid to speak up because they'll be blacklisted. Men are afraid to speak up because either they're out of the same fear or, or they just think, well, this is the way the system works. I think, I think there's, there are people that say, well, hey, this is how it works, pure and simple, and this is why I got into it, and this is why I have power. This is how it works, and you have to understand that. Mm-hmm. That does not carry the day. Complicit, complicity 
is also it's, it's complicity. The people who know, well, look, this is this is how we do business, and that's what it's got to be done. I'm sorry, it's like that. So beware. That's also present, without a doubt. But it does not carry the day. There's also people that were afraid to speak out, who were victims, that did not go forward, that signed, negotiated settlement deals of which a non-disclosure agreement was part and parcel to it. That also does not carry the day. So the dam has burst here in a big way. And it is not just the halls of places like Harvey Weinstein's office where this was standard operating procedure. And it is criminal, and it is, it, is, it, is, it is cause for termination. It's also happening in every other corner of not just my industry, but yours and throughout all of America. Say, you think this is a kind of tipping point? Well, I think it absolutely is, in which everybody is asking, men and women. Corey, question for you. Yes, sir. You said something a moment ago that, that prompted a question. When the Rock, when I was showing the Rock's clip, you said he was using it as a promotion. Mm-hmm. And he just Tom confirmed Hanks all that. seems to not, not so much promoting it, quote unquote, but saying, and, and I'll give him kudos for telling the truth. Mm-hmm. He seems to be saying. If you're prepared to do these things, then welcome aboard. Then, yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. what he said. Tim, am I getting that? Oh, no, no, you, no, you're right. That's, you're what, right. that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just confirmed everything I said about, about promoting. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. this is, listen. And, and I want you to, uh, Corey and Marlon, watch the rest of this, because okay. I think he's going to say something that will blow your mind. <clears throat> Women, what do I put up with and when do I talk about? And men saying... I think we have to live by a code of ethics that we need to think and put down on paper. Don't be surprised if, you know, there's going to be a, a sign in front of every one of the studio gates that will say all people entering this studio will obey this code of ethics or they will be escorted from the from the premises. And that will all be about sexual harassment and sexual <laughs> uh, predatory behavior. Thanks for the warning. Mm-hmm. Accept okay. it or leave. I think Marlon is laughing, and I don't know why he's laughing, because it's like, you know, like they said, join, you know, join the club. Here's, here's the initiation for joining the club. They don't care. You know, it's, you know, hand jobs, blow jobs, get on your knees, get your pads out, you know, um, prepare to lay on your back. It, it's all the things that we've. The casting couch is all about, mm-hmm. you know, who gives the best blow gets the biggest show, you know. But you know why he can, you know why they can do that is because they they offer a nice prize, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like when you when you telling somebody, listen, you know, <laughs> we over here promoting, hey, if you come, you know, do this and do that, you might make a couple dollars, you know. It's like, but these people can literally say, no, we're gonna make you a million, we're gonna put you in a mansion, we're gonna put you. you in ever noticed, though, Corey? Did you ever notice this? there are a handful, and it seems to be the same handful of actors and actresses who get nominated every year, who win awards every year? Did you ever notice that it's the same core group of people? The guy that was hot five years ago, he can't get arrested for a job now. You'll find him working at Costco or, yeah. or Sam's Club. Uh, what happened? I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. That's what happened to a person. His name's Shea LaBeouf. 
Yeah. He's coming back, though. Yeah. He ended up working at Costco. They got him back and doing an address now. Right? Am I lying? Tell me if I'm lying. No. They got him back, though. He's acting now in a dress. Yeah. Yeah. So they got him back. You know what that that acting in a dress is? That's called punishment. Mm Mm-hmm. That's called motherfucker. You're not going to play with us anymore until you do what we tell you to do, and you're going to embarrass yourself, and we're going to embarrass you more. But we're going to pay you well for it. (laughs) It's amazing what what the devil will do to achieve his goal. Mm -hmm. You know, what do they say? Money talks, bullshit walks, right? Yes, it does. Right? There ain't enough money in the world for me to do that shit. Not enough. Not enough. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it ain't ain't enough for nothing. The the flip side to all of this here is um, that the... You talked about a select group of people, right? And I asked you a question of who got prosecuted. And one person that comes to mind is Roman Polanski, right? Um, blatant, oh, obvious raping of a 13-year-old, drugging her, all of it, right? Yeah. And then you heard people like The View that said, well, it wasn't really the real kind of rape. It was a kind of a, a half rape. It wasn't fully, fully rape, you know, because the kid mm-hmm. kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still directing. He's still winning nominations and he's still winning awards, mm-hmm. even though he's not stateside. He's still having all the accolades and the same people that were probably more likely are involved in the same kind of activity are mm-hmm. also the ones that he's casting to yeah. get those accolades. And I, I, I look at stuff like that. And for me, as much as we expose, right, we're not really exposing for it to necessarily stop. It won't stop. OK, mm-hmm. I'm just making sure people understand this is not a matter of stop. It's about making people aware exactly. to stop supporting it. Mm-hmm. It's if interesting you way, say that. that it's interesting you say that, Marlon, because Amelia and I had almost verbatim the same conversation. We I did. said, Amelia, we're not going to stop anybody from doing anything. Mm-hmm. We can't. But we can damn sure make them aware of what the hell's happening. Exactly. You so know? And, and people, look, you, you have to be, you must, if you are to achieve anything in life, you have got to be proactive. You've got to do what Corey and Marlon doing. You've got to do what Amelia and myself are doing. Mm-hmm. You've got to stand up on your own two feet, mm-hmm. let your voice exactly. be heard, mm-hmm. you know, at whatever risk you, you may uh, you know, endure. Mm-hmm. For us, it's mm-hmm. not really a risk. It's a freedom for us because mm-hmm. we're untouchable. No one can touch us. Do That's you right. know that? That's Why? Because right. greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's why we are untouchable. And YouTube has tried to touch us. The radio, FCC has tried to touch us. Facebook's tried to touch us. They can't. T- it's like what MC used to say. Can't touch this. Can't touch yeah, this. Can't can touch this. <laughs> I just uh, was surprised how calm y'all, you guys stayed during the whole, uh, the rock when y'all we were talking about the rock. I just. Couldn't believe how calm you guys stayed during the whole time. I would have been. Can you imagine me being that calm? I've never been (laughs) that calm in my life. Okay. (laughs) You guys know who Corey Feldman is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I listened to this from Corey. It's Hollywood's other dirty secret that victimizes the most vulnerable children. And someone who's spoken out about this and is painfully aware is former child star Corey Feldman. You freeze. You're you're in shock. I mean, children aren't supposed to handle that sort of stuff. I can tell you that the number one problem in Hollywood was and is and always will be pedophilia. Nobody talks about pedophilia. It's the big secret. 
And it's widespread? Oh, yeah. I was surrounded by them. Did you hear what he said? It's a big secret. It's a widespread secret. It's a secret they're talking about in the open, so it's not a secret. And he says, I was surrounded by them. To the point where it cost his friend Corey Haim Haim, his his life. life. Mm -hmm. It screwed with that poor kid's head so fucking bad, he couldn't get off the shit that he was on. Let's continue. For years now, as evidenced on Nightline in 2011, Corey Feldman has been claiming that he and his good friend, the late Corey Haim, were victims of molestation when they were young actors. Last year, he opened up to our Alex Hudgens. Kids are scared. You know, kids don't think I'm going to go. First of all, for me, the person that was doing it to me the most, you know, um, well, I mean, I could say that. The, the two people that did it to me were both close friends of mine, or so I thought. Feldman claims Haim endured more than him. In his book, Choreography, he alleges that Haim was raped on the set of the 1986 film Lucas. The following year, 1987, their film, The Lost Boys, came out. It was when we were both on the set of Lost Boys that, you know, things were happening to both of us, you know, not from anyone on the set, might I clear that up, but, you know, outside elements. How did people not know when these are two, or, or did they know and they just weren't doing anything about it? I mean, I know he told a lot of people. That's the thing that's so upsetting to me. It's not like it's just me that knows this story. Other people know. A lot of people know. They're still working, they're still out there, and they're some of the richest, most powerful people in this business. Back in 2013, on The View, Feldman was insistent that perpetrators are still out there, but says he won't name names due to statute of limitation laws in California. He also has another reason that echoes something we've heard regarding Harvey Weinstein. From what I've seen, every time somebody tries to bring up a public name and they have a lot of money and power and a publicity machine behind them, the person who does the accusing is the one that ends up looking bad. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Let let's let's not lose sight of that. I want to um, I want to open this up here. Um, let's talk about that. He's by the way, for the record, just so you know, the last film that Corey Feldman actually did was 1998. He hasn't oh. worked in a movie since 1998. He has, however, been able to make a very good living. Because of his book, music and stuff too, and and you, yeah, he's he's on tour doing his music. Thankfully, he's a musician, and he does sing and he does play, so he has you know he doesn't have to rely on the film business. But let's be honest, that's how we know him. That's where he came to fame in in the the movie industry. Um, Lost Boys among them. Um, but understand though that. This kid, and he's, I call him a kid because he's, you know, I think he's just now 50. Yes. Um, you know, I feel like such an old guy. When I, I'm calling a 50-year-old a kid. Show you where the hell I am because I'm the old fart in the room, you know? But, you know, you're talking about Corey, you know, at 50, mm-hmm. no longer has to watch his mouth because he knows his his film days are done. Mm-hmm. Unless he's willing to take the money out of his own pocket and finance his own film, which some people have actually done, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the- go ahead, Corey. 
Now, so did, did you did you notice that he was um, still a little hesitant and kind of yeah low yes. key protecting? Oh boy, yeah. So man. If, you, if you really start listening to these people, like listen to what he said. He said that he was on the set and that some things were happening, mm-hmm. but it was from the outside. Now, yeah. how many times have you known anybody to just be able to walk up on a professional set like that and not only just walk on a set but molest a whole kid? Hmm. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is not making no sense what he's saying. Like, he dude, that don't make no sense at all. That means that we can just start walking on sets and just walking away with people. Well, let me, I, I, I it makes absolute sense. And I'm going to tell you, I know a little bit about that story. In fact, I'm going to tell you what I know about the backstory of it. Because I have, I have some firsthand knowledge. The person that he's referring to, particularly in the case of Corey Haim, mm-hmm. Um, the person who molested him in a, in a dressing room trailer was the agent his mother hired the day before. So, so he didn't. He, so he didn't just pop up from somebody on the outside. Can, he was bought you in. You can absolutely just as long as you've got that credential. Yeah, you can. You are. They have a a thing on a film set. You guys, it's called all access. I know I'm I'm very familiar with that. I've been around that uh, for many years. Okay, like all of that. I know about the all access that VIP. But what I'm telling you is, is that he made it seem like it was mm-hmm. somebody just randomly from outside. Oh no, he, yeah, no, it wasn't. Are are in with these? They they in with yeah. each other. He got in. I mean, where he get the where he get the all access card from? He didn't just make it. Mm-hmm. Or, or no, just, the, yeah. the, the the manager or the agent. I should say the agent that. Corey Haim's mother hired the day before the allegation took place. As soon as he became the agent, he got all access cards. Mm-hmm. He got yeah. uh, he, cards to all the studios. So he in. Because he's so been, he he, he, he oh, yeah, been a do-dirty. He's been a do-dirty. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That, that's how he became his agent in the first place, because he hooked up with another do-dirty that connected him with the other do-dirty. Absolutely. So in, in yeah. essence, in essence, what's happening is that Feldman, for all intents and purposes, as nice as he wants to be to other people, there's still an element, whether it's fear or not, That's what there's still an element of his protective nature. And I, look, I could understand partially, and I'm not giving him, and I'm definitely not giving him an, an out on this one, but I get that the trauma of being a victim instills an innate fear of the people that did it to you and you're always looking over your shoulder i can get that but if you're going to claim that you're out there exposing and you're going to start dropping the 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 system down either decide that you're going to do it or don't or don't because all you end up looking like is you're trying to promote your book or you're trying to promote your album we tried to get we tried to get him on our show yeah and he, uh, well, he didn't come on. It was like, okay, so we're going to ask you these questions. What about now? No, no, no. He don't want the he, hard he, questions. He declined. He don't want the hard questions. Well, if you hadn't known me before, I could have got him for you. That's not a problem. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem with anybody you get for any show. And Amelia, tell mm-hmm. me if I'm lying. We've, we've done it here. Mm-hmm. We've got some of the biggest names in politics, news, sports, uh, uh, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Some of the biggest names. Here's the always the problem, fellas, getting them to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's the problem you're going to have, Corey and Warren. Uh-uh. 
N- not once we get him on the show. If nope. we, want- <laughs> we want to. Let me let me explain yeah. something to you. Mm-hmm. I want to make this clear to you. Really yeah, clear. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell, let me tell you. you something right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to make it simple for you. Now, the hard part is getting them to come on the show mm-hmm. after they watch our show. Mm-hmm. Because they know we know that feeling, Amelia. <laughs> they can feel it in their bones that when you come on this show, damn, it's it's coming out. Yep. It's coming out, and, and you're not gonna listen. You're you gonna might slip it. something past me, and you might slip something past Merlin. But I promise you, you will not slip it past both of us. Exactly. And they know that, so they yeah. they they that's why they won't come. We didn't had uh, what what's the what's the uh, the pastor, and, and and we don't mind calling him out. What's his name? Um, Donnie. Donnie McClurkin. Donnie yeah. McClurkin. Same deal. Mm-hmm. This clown will not. He he. I mean, we had the 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 direct, the most direct connection to him that you could have. Yeah. Right. I got a, I got a friend that. Remember, I told you I've been in this Hollywood stuff and, and around it for years. I got a friend that's yeah. like really in the game. Dealt with a lot of people. Did a lot of stuff. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. And and he out. He retired. He just sitting back enjoying himself. Right. So yeah. I can just call him. He'd be like, "Dude, hold on." He just give me these people's numbers. <laughs> He said, "Call him." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like we got a friend like that, Amelia, Jimmy yeah. Fife. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I call. I called a guy up. Um, I talked to his to his manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me get back to you. Send me the link to your channel, and uh, we'll set something up. Yeah. Hit him back a few days. Up uh, now, we're not gonna be able to come on the show, man. <laughs> yeah. We we've had that, and it's just yeah. it, you, it it pisses you off in a way, but it, it actually in. It, for me, anyway, it boosts me up. It confirms you. It oh, yeah. elevates me because I think, yep, Amelia, they're not going to come on. They, uh-huh. uh, you know, I heard from their management. They're, they're not. They're going to pass on the, uh, <laughs> uh, on the, um, on the invitation. Uh-huh. And she'll laugh and she'll say, "I knew it." But are you we're trying to afraid. get? Them to come, are you afraid. trying to get them to come to your studio or or, or online? Say again. You, you're trying to get them to your actual studio. No, I'm no, not like, trying right to here, get like, them like, here. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Trying to come on. I mean, if they want yeah. to hop in here with me. They can. I got plenty of yeah. room. Yeah. No, they ain't going to yeah. do that. Oh, <laughs> they try, they, okay. If it's, one thing, gonna happen, brother. if it's one <laughs> so, thing, and, uh, I got this. microphones, I got headphones, I got whatever you want here. They, yeah, but you got but you got that mafia. I kill you. Yeah, like you, yeah you ain't, you ain't going to get nobody to come and talk to you like that. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're scary you're a scary you know? individual. Come on, man. I'm going to ask you, do you know what Jimmy Hoffa is? Do you know what Jimmy Hoffa is? Because you sound like you might know what Jimmy Hoffa is. I always tell people I'm God's hitman, okay? (laughs) That's the way it is. Yeah, well, not unless I'm trying to I can evangelize like nobody's business. And God don't mind you using the F-bomb once in a while to make a point. You know what? what? On their show, what they were talking about, which I I don't like what people are trying to do now, is they're trying to make them more uh, gender- Neutral, which I don't think that's right. Right, well, guys. That's another thing. About that? That's, Amelia, you just brought something up. Mm-hmm. What do you guys <laughs> make of the entire? Because Amelia and I are actually doing a show this mm-hmm. week. I'm sorry, next week. Next week, coming up on yeah. um, uh, gen- on on the uh, transgender people. That there's, but there's a disturbing trend I see in the entertainment business, particularly in the film business. Uh, with regards to trying to effeminize, you know, macho guys like The Rock. Mm-hmm. They will. Um, 
and God too to try and make him more gender. Mm -hmm. He a female now, they say. So you yeah. Know. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, see, Merlin. Well, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example of what we're, what we're talking about. You know, there's been, and I'm I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Amelia lives in Florida, so she don't know nothing too much. Um, I'm originally from Texas. I know a lot. Here's the thing, and I want I want to talk to you guys about it because it's this is true. Mm -hmm. I'm not making this up. There were rumors for years. That Michelle Obama is actually a guy. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know around. what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. We talked can about we, it. Can we go down that rabbit hole for him? <laughs> oh, God, man. Oh. She does have kind of broad shoulders. She he has like been down shoulder. this channel, Corey. He has been, he's been perusing. He has, he has been. He's done oh. his homework. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Because right. Michelle choose. Obama looks like a linebacker. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she got traps on her that Barack don't have. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I like me to get me the first mama on the show so I can talk to her. Oh, <laughs> my God, man. There has been. I want her workout schedule. I really do. <laughs> I want to know what, what program she used to get that jacked because that looked like it working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless she's taking the old, the, the old needle, you know, the shortcut. Like Dwayne is, <laughs> Merlin. See, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know the inside scoop on some of this stuff. <laughs> Merlin is smart me up, man. Smart. <laughs> Merlin got show. If y'all just knew, listen. If y'all only knew what goes on with Too Strong. <laughs> oh, so Merlin got jokes right now. Um, this is why he can't breathe. He's gonna need a, a break. All right, here, here's my stance on this. Yes, sir. let me make this clear. I literally cannot stand Barack Obama. Or that's Michelle, two of us. Or Michelle. I mean, listen, <laughs> you know, um, the good Lord is the only reason I can say I don't hate him. Okay. Mm -hmm. so let's, let's oh, I don't I don't hate either. Yeah, I don't hate him, but no. If 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 uh if it if was I, allowed, if, 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 it, <laughs> if we could say that bad. word, hate so, so let me just say this though, mm -hmm. I am a big man. Um, I'm big on respect. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm big on boundaries, and mm -hmm. I'm big on crossing lines. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person that if I come to your house, I'm gonna stand up at the door until you tell me to sit, and then I'm gonna need you to point to which chair or couch to sit on. You understand? Know that's that's me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to ever extend my hands to touch nobody's wife in no way. Right. And I mean, that's like, like I got friends, you know, you give their wife a hug, something like that, but I'm just telling you how I am. So the, the, the Michelle Obama thing being a man, I don't know if it's true or not. You know, I really don't, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I understand why people say she is, I see it. I see everything everybody else see, but I just don't have enough solid evidence for me to feel comfortable calling a man's wife, yeah, a man. You Brother, I have a picture of Michelle Obama. She looked like she's packing. Okay, well, I, I can. I'm I'm an editor and I'm a rookie, an extremely, mm -hmm. extremely rookie editor, and I can take any picture of anybody and make that same thing happen. And, and I, yeah, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm envious of her package. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna say nothing. <laughs> I'm the I'm the only man in America who's got penis in the other woman. Marlon's over here pretending he can't breathe. I, I think Marlon just fell off his chair. <laughs> hey, there he is. He's back. 
Marlon is joining us again, folks. Something wrong with this dude. Marlon, something is wrong with Mad Dog, man. You know what? Lacey J. Dalton said the same thing. She said, you're a lunatic. Remember what Lacey J. Yeah. Dalton said? I had a country music hall of famer on this show. She loved me. She says, I love you. You're a fucking lunatic. I made her drop the F-bomb on this show. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Mad Dog, I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing. Yes, sir. I got to say this because people like to lie on me and say I said something. Let me clear something up. I, I didn't say that no. she wasn't a man. All right. I didn't say that. I right. don't know if she is or not. But I am gonna go on the record to say this. It's I don't a pretty know. good chance. It's a pretty good chance, but I'm just waiting on the right evidence. Yeah. A clarification. I, yeah. I'm going uh, oh, I wish I could find that video. Oh, I had a video. Okay. A video. It was it was a, a side by side comparison. I have to show it to you. Um I have I have the answer for you, Corey. I just it just dropped in my lap. <laughs> I just dropped it in his lap. You ready? You ready? No. <laughs> you don't have to call her a man in order. But you can call her Michael. Oh. You know why? Cuz he did. He already did, and twice. So it's okay to say I don't know if she's a man. But I'm no longer calling her. It's now Michael. You know. You know what, man? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you real fast. We was gonna do it, and and I tried it. I meant to tell you, Marlon. I tried it, but it didn't work. Uh, we, we was gonna do this thing where we was trying to start something where you know, you of course you filming it right, and you walk up behind your wife and be like, "What up, Big Mike?" or, or call her a a, right? a man name and see how she respond. <laughs> right? I'd have had, well, I would know, have had two blacker eyes. Is what I would have had. Two blacker. You know, eyes. The, the the French word for Michael is Michelle. So there mm -hmm. you go. So uh, either way, you're covered. Either way. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. So you're good to go. Yeah, well, it, 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 a couple more things I want to take a look at here. All right. <laughs> Let's take a look at this. This is um, Elijah Wood mm -hmm. the, from um, what the fuck did he? Oh, he did uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah. I forgot Frodo. for a half a minute what fucking movie he did. Here you go. Frodo. Lord of the Rings. Child star Elijah Wood says Hollywood has a seedy underbelly of child sex abuse and that those responsible are being protected by the entertainment industry elite. Wood, who's been acting since he was eight, told the Sunday Times there are a lot of vipers in this industry, people who only have their own interests in mind. Wood compared the unnamed abusers to the British DJ Jimmy Savile, who faced dozens of accusations of rape and assault spanning more than four decades. You guys know who Jimmy Savile is? Oh, yeah. We just we just finished talking about him. Did, okay. <laughs> I, I I just did. Uh, I finished a, a a six part documentary on Jimmy Savile. Amelia and I are actually. It's funny that how we think we're going to do a show on him. Those claims were largely swept under the rug until after Savile's death. Mm -hmm. It's important to note that Wood's claims are unsubstantiated, but other okay. child stars from the same era have made similar accusations in the past. In 2011, Corey Feldman said he and other child stars in the 80s were abused by people with a lot of power in the entertainment industry. I can tell you that the number one problem in Hollywood was and is and always will be pedophilia. There was a circle of older men that surrounded themselves around this group of kids. Declining to give specifics, Feldman said a Hollywood executive is directly responsible for the drug and alcohol problems that contributed to the death of his friend and fellow child star Corey Haim. Wood said he was lucky to have a mom who protected him from abuse, but added, I've been led down dark paths to realize that these things probably are still happening. For news... He, con he confirmed... 
confirmation from that report. He confirmed what I said about Corey Hames' abuse situation. Um, Mike, oh, Mike Messier is here. Roman Polanski. Mikey, we're just talking about Roman Polanski. Mike Messier, by the way, fellas, is a, a good friend of the show. He's been a, a, a co-host on the show for a time, and um, he comes in and out uh, when we want to promote stuff. Mikey's a filmmaker, documentary filmmaker. He's in our chat room right now. Awesome. Um, the last thing I want to show you guys is uh, to tell you that this sick crime of pedophilia is not limited to uh, to Hollywood. Certainly not. What bothers me, though, is that the, in the next two stories, uh, it was a man of the cloth in both stories. Two rabbis from New York hmm. who basically took it upon themselves to help themselves to two young boys in their um, in their congregation. Let's take a look. So when we pulled up here to the criminal courthouse in Queens, we weren't sure if we were going to make the rabbi's arraignment. Uh, we pulled up and found that found out that he had just surrendered his passport, posted $50,000 bail, and he was trying to make it out of the courthouse without being seen by our camera. He almost made it. Is there anything that you'd like to say, Rabbi? Rabbi Nathan David Rabinowitz did not have anything to say to us tonight as he and a criminal defense attorney hurriedly walked out of the Queens County Courthouse following his arraignment. Police say the 59-year-old Brooklyn-based rabbi thought he was sending sexually explicit instant messages to a 14-year-old girl in December and then again over the last two weeks. It turns out that girl was really an undercover NYPD vice detective. Not surprisingly, the rabbi's neighbors in Midwood, Brooklyn, are shocked. First I'm hearing of it. Your thoughts? I don't have any thoughts. First I'm shocked. I'm, first I thought about it. You Never. know the rabbi? I met him a few times. Yeah, he's my neighbor, obviously, but wow. Hopefully they'll have to see what, if it bears out and uh, get he needs help, get help, and... Uh, I feel bad for the, him, his wife, the family. What else can I say? Investigators say Rabbi Rabinowitz used two AOL screen names, NYC Normal 100 and Normal Gent NYC. He was arrested last night when he left his Brooklyn home and showed up in Queens to meet with the would-be 14-year-old. Rabinowicz faces attempted rape and two other luring related charges. If convicted, he could spend up to four years in prison. He's due back in court on March 7th. We're live in the Kew Garden section of Queens. Jay Dow, PIX 11 News. Administrators and guidance counselors are having serious discussions with students and parents at Salinter Akiba Riverdale Academy, also known as SAR, a modern Orthodox Jewish day school. Rabbi Jonathan Skolnick, who since last year served as middle school principal of Judaic studies. Look at this piece of shit. <clears throat> you can he tell looks too. like a fucking pervert, okay? He just, he just looks like a scumbag. And people are, are entrusting this dirtbag with their children. Hmm. I, I want people to understand that we're looking at what a guy who looks like a human penis, okay? <laughs> he looks like a dickhead, literally. And I'm not saying figurative. He looks no. like a penis, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for something to spew from his mouth at this point. But this piece of shit is entrusted with people's children. Ugh. He shouldn't be allowed in, in the fucking dog pound. No. 
Look at this. Look at this scumbag. Did they ban you from YouTube? <laughs> no. They can't. No. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why they can't. Was arrested Friday by the FBI for charges related to soliciting child pornography. He's since been fired. A criminal complaint from the U.S. Attorney's Office alleges Skolnick posed online as different teenage girls using names like Tina Warner and Anna Freed to coerce a 14 year old boy to send him sexually explicit photos. Asher Lowy is with Zaka, an organization that advocates for survivors of child sexual abuse in the Orthodox Jewish community. Materials of his own to match uh, these personas he created, you know, photos uh, of these girls that he created to send to the victim, uh, which means that he was in possession of other child pornography. The criminal complaint says the communication with the 14-year-old spanned from March to this month. It alleges Skolnick told FBI agents he requested sexually explicit photos from approximately 20 to 25 victims. That's all my stomach can handle. That's oh, all my gosh. That piece wow. of shit. Let me uh, let me just tell anybody if you're thinking about uh, or if you have entertained the idea of trying out the young ones, don't. Okay, especially if you live in or around the neighborhood of myself <clears throat> or Marlon or Corey or Amelia, because I have a very very sharp knife that works cuts going in and coming out. All right. I'm particularly, I'm, I'm Sicilian. I'm particularly good with a knife, okay? They call me Mad Dog, but they may as well call me The Butcher, okay? I'll just mm -hmm. say it this way. I'm very good. You know, the salami can come off real quick. <laughs> okay? I'm very Capiche. good. Capiche, gentlemen? Uh -huh. right. that, that's why yeah. you can't get no guests, man. <laughs> they're afraid they're going to lose their junk. Um, Amelia, we, we lost the co-host yesterday because they got fucking sensitive. Oh. You know? Don't get fucking sensitive with me. I'll kick your fucking ass out of here. I don't need you. <laughs> you know? It's like you're not, you not, you know, not being you're not you being got, a good example for Merlin. Yeah, you're Corey not. And Marlin, <laughs> I got you know Angelo and Amelia. We don't mm -hmm. need nothing. To, well, here's what we'll do. Here, I figured it out. I figured it out, fellas. Here, here's what we'll do. <laughs> Amelia and I will come on your show once a week. You come here once a week. We'll never be tired of guests. We'll you always have a rotating guest. I think we with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with what you guys said that when on on the episode that you know we should teach our children and talk to our children at home before we let the schools uh, get a hold Indeed. of them. Absolutely, because like the schools to me, whatever they say that they're going to try to teach the children. Oh yeah, that's the truth. We'll tell you the truth. The parents. Well, won't. that's you know what? Let's talk. I want to bring I want to bring Corey up on this one because I think I the schools up, are bullies. Bring up on the big screen. This is a, Amelia just opened the Pandora's box. How much obligation, in your estimation, in your opinion, how much responsibility do the school system have to, um institute or uh, initiate an anti-pedophilia or anti-sex um, uh, criteria. Because, because I'm asking because, and I'm not even in any way joking about this. Oh, the yeah. school systems have a, a set of criteria for everything except what to do if somebody's sexually molested. They don't know what to do. No, they know what to do. 
they don't want to do it. Well, okay, there you go. Yeah. See, all right. Um, the, the the school should be held accountable, uh, one hundred percent for not uh, enforcing these things. If I'm somebody's good. child is touched, um, as as much as I want to say, the first thing they should do is call the parent. The first thing they need to do is call the police, and and the police need to be on their way before you even call the parent. Mm-hmm. Because if you call me and tell me, man, listen. I pray to God, hope to God, and I'm dead serious. I'm not, I'm not talking tough, none of that. I'm just telling you, I just don't ever want to get that phone call. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 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 this is this is what's bad. We send our kids to school to be safe and to learn mm-hmm. um, exactly. science, math. You know, we don't send them there to learn about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And and in fact, I'm I'm gonna tell you something. Just today, just literally today, I kept my daughter home from school mm-hmm. because of this very thing. When they, when, wow. they, when they teaching certain things and got certain stuff going on, mm-hmm. my kids stay at home with me. You know what I'm saying? You. And, I've and, often said to predators and uh, and people of an unsavory nature, I'll, I'll be a, a gentleman and say unsavory nature. I have told these people, you better pray the police get to you before I do. Yeah, that's that's a um. Any anytime I think about, it, I just got, I got to take a deep breath because I mm-hmm. listen. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want to be faced with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's well, that's, I almost was, and that's why I, I said to this person what I said. I said, yeah. if anything happens here, you better hope, you better pray, the cops get you before I do. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. In other countries, that's exactly how it goes down. Like back home, it's, if yeah. the family, if the family finds out that you did something. You you, oh, it's all you, over. you you the 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 perpetrator starts to call the cops because mm-hmm. if the family finds you they will never find you again there'll be nothing to send to prison yeah exactly that's how it is in Sicily <laughs> nothing mm-hmm. no, no, they're not yeah. they're not just taking the sausage they taking all of you oh absolutely everything's gone <clears throat> See, you can't absolutely. food at that point absolutely yeah. yes so, so um, we, how about the where where is your mindset on this? Let me bring you up here. I mean, I just you know I agree with everything. I mean, I would want them to make sure that I get there first before they do because um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be. I don't look good in stripes. Put it that way. It's interesting because Amelia, you have a son and a daughter. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in the situation when they were younger in, in, in school, you because know, I want to tell that mm-hmm. Amelia's children are, are grown adults now, mm-hmm. but when they were young children in the school system, did you ever have that moment where you, where you wondered or where you had to put your, the, the mommy hat on? Oh, yeah, plenty of times, especially with the substitute teacher. My son called me and says, mommy, uh, the substitute teacher did not let me go to the library to check out a book and I'm like, well, why not? He just, he just says, well, I don't know because she didn't like me or something like that. And I called the school and I was like, well, I talked to the principal and I, was, I said, I'm walking distance from the school. I can go up there right now and have my son go get out of his class. I'll take him to the library myself. Yeah, I don't know what's going well, on. I'm talking about of a sexual nature. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Anything like that would happen. I would take him out of school. I would let them stay home and I would explain it to myself first before yeah. I would, you know, gotcha. let the school, anything like that. Or we didn't even have to where men would dress up like women or read yeah. books like yeah, that. Didn't like have, they didn't have didn't have yeah. Yeah. Say him on. You wouldn't back in the day, back in the day, as it much as we say, problem. it was it was hidden. It was At hidden. least it was hidden. It was still something that 
mm-hmm. was taboo. You yeah. didn't. You just didn't do it because you understood back then that parents still had some sway. We had the and that you might die. Yeah. And you might die mm-hmm. today. Today, now the parent might get arrested for even saying that the child was touched. Mm-hmm. You might get arrested for saying it was inappropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm going to get arrested for saying it's inappropriate, then I'm going to act accordingly. And I myself, I'm going to be inappropriate. And yeah. you know what I'm going to be inappropriate with? I'm going to get me some brass knuckles. I'm going to get me a couple other things. And I'm going to come yep. to the school and I'm going to be inappropriate the same way. And you're going to call me and I'm going to help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if you go send me to jail anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, like fool, I'm going to go for a reason. I'm going down fighting. If you're going to look, if you're going to. You're gonna put me away for for doing you know for protecting what's mine. I'm going yeah. in with clout. I'm, I'm going I'm into going jail down with clout bla- in a blaze yeah. of glory. Absolutely. Going and my mama clout. said to bring her with bring her with me too because my mama's temper is worse than mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Tell you what. Um, I'll tell you what, man. This has been, Dan. This is eight fifteen. I'll tell you what. Let's go another couple of minutes. I'm going to let these gentlemen go tonight. I have to bring you guys back. Oh yes. Often. I have let's to do it, man. Let's do it. Often. Because... I got to say one thing before you continue. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, and I meant to say it before. Do you realize that you have my father's name and Amelia has my mom's name? Really? Wow. <laughs> it's, it's trippy. My dad's name was Angelo, Randolph uh-huh. Angelo Brown. And my mom's name was Amelia. And still is wow. Amelia. She's alive. <laughs> this is called destiny. And here's the thing. My father was more outspoken than me. Kind of like you. <laughs> Can't imagine that, Marley. He didn't. He didn't have a. He didn't have an off button, like at all. No, I don't have. A, you know what it is? I have no filter. Hey, you're an old school. You're an old school God tube TV. out filters. I was I mad was, dog. You, you're an old mad school dog. tube TV. You know when the knob breaks off and you got to get your old. You know you can't change channel. That's when the it. knob breaks off, you take out the pliers. <laughs> the pliers, the pliers <laughs> and you say your channel that way, yeah. That's mad dog. Mad dog. Yes, sir. You have not been a good example for Merlin at all. <laughs> Thank you, I man. Dog. I'm going to adopt him as my little brother or something. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate the encouragement. I might bro. adopt you too, Corey. <laughs> oh my God, man! I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be Angelo with the two little black babies. <laughs> just don't put no dress on us. Yeah, I'm we don't want it, right? Actually, my my just, daughter is. Sure just, check this one out. You're going to love this. My daughter. Is Italian and Egyptian. Oh gosh, she has the most beautiful dark complexion you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And when she in the summertime, when she goes, you know, and lays out in the sun, she gets black, black, and I mean yeah. like black. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't tell by looking at me, but I get. I'm serious. I'm not even. I get like Marlon. You get bronzed. You get bronzed. Yeah. I know. I get like your complexion for real. Mm-hmm. Like it goes in other words, bro, he said you ain't you ain't bronze, you black. ain't black. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to say it without saying it. I hey, no, he was like, no, nah. like Corey Bronze, you like, black. You black. <laughs> you know, we're do we actually Amelia and I have a show coming up, I think, in I, yeah. March. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, no, I'm in April. We have a show coming up in April called The Racial Divide. I would love. Ooh. I would love to have that conversation with you guys. You sure would. Because I had a guy that was supposed to join us this month, but he backed out. I think because he's a fucking pussy. He's afraid. 
Um, <laughs> his name is, you know, I'll tell you his name because I don't know. That's the way I'm just going to spill his name. He's a guy that is a blogger on Facebook named Jermaine Ivory. I don't know. That name sounds familiar, though. Yeah, he's got these like little reels all over the fucking place. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Jermaine Ivory. I invited him on here and he's like, you know, okay, like, you don't, you can't hang with the big boys. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know, hang out in your little blogger world. That, that's fine. Um, Amelia, how fast, how fast did I get back to you? Um, as soon as possible, I guess, as soon as we come up with a. Yeah. Own it. We don't play. We, yeah. We're good. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Uh, we have. Uh, let's see what day what do we got we... coming up this week, Mel. Uh, well, actually, tomorrow we're going to be doing a show with uh, bipolar disorder. Yes, bipolar disorder tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. By the way, very well received the show that we did on autism. Mm-hmm. Incredibly well received and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of response tomorrow night. Autism, the autism. Epi- I'm no, sorry, uh, bipolar disorder. Is is bipolar disorder really what people think it is, or is it being misdiagnosed at an alarming rate? We Mm -hmm. say it's being misdiagnosed Mm -hmm. at a ridiculously alarming rate. Mm -hmm. Um, Next week. No, don't forget Thursday's Beatlemania. Oh, I didn't get to Thursday yet. Hold up. (laughs) What do you think I I wore this shit for? (laughs) See, he forgets. (laughs) (laughs) I got my... Look, Do they I sound like this? Your <laughs> you, you, listen. <laughs> this is called premature emancipation. Now hold on a minute. Ooh. Let Ooh, me Lordy, do this Lordy, here. Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. <laughs> you wanna, this guy. You, this you, guy. You're gonna get me in trouble. Give you in trouble. All right. So next <laughs> week we're gonna finish up our series uh, on the crisis in America, yes. medical crisis. Yes. So we're going to do that. But this week on the roundtable, our roundtable subject is the social and economic impact of the Beatles. And we are going to hit the Beatles hard on Thursday night. Um, if you guys ever get to see a show called the Fab Four, do yourself a favor, buy a couple tickets. It's a great show. I recommend it highly. Um, next week, Amelia, what's mm-hmm. on the docket? Let's see. Well, for that is going to be the God question, actually, on uh, February 28th. Is God real? Is God a figment of our imagination? Did man invent God or did God invent man? That's the question (laughs) next week with Bible scholar Kevin Schopel from Uh Arizona. Kevin is is one of the foremost. I just covered that topic. That's funny. Would you like the uh, you guys you want you want in on that subject? It's gonna be an um, all guys night. It's gonna be all guys night. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit us right. up, Mr. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'll I'll have Amelia hit you up on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Schopel will be here. He is the country's foremost Bible scholar. He's published and all over the place. Been on TV and talk shows and all that stuff. And Kevin is a good friend of mine. Good friend of the show. And he'll be back with us. The other thing we're going to talk about Amelia is uh we have um let's see besides Kevin who's coming March uh, 2nd Thursday we're going to do a tribute to our good friend Charlie Norris oh Charlie Norris Charlie Thunderfoot Norris uh -hmm. professional wrestler Wrestler. with WCW Mm -hmm. passed unexpectedly and I mean out of nowhere like we were just talking to him days like literally days Mm -hmm. before he died 
Mm. Uh, evidently, Charlie Thunderfoot Norris passed away in his sleep from something that nobody even knows yet what it is. His autopsy hasn't uh, sent anything back, so we don't even know. We just know he died in his sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be here with Karen McDaniel, the wife mm -hmm. of the late Wahoo McDaniel, one of the greatest pro wrestlers that ever lived. Mm -hmm. He will. Uh, I'm sorry, she will join us for that show. Uh, she was a good friend of Charlie. Um, I have a couple announcements to make. I'm going to tell everybody right now. On. Um, okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. Charlie Norris's March. We have. We're doing uh, March the 7th. Transgenders. What mm -hmm. qualifies as transgender? Is it, is it a disorder, a phenomenon, or a fad? So we're gonna we're going to talk about that. The a round disorder, table, a phenomenon, or a fag? Fag. Bad. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I would never use the word fag. I would say homosexual. Oh. No, I, so, I, I just was my, I was, you know, my ears kind of. Yeah. <laughs> no, but a fag, if you want to know, in England is a cigarette. Yeah, and there's also a bundle it's, of sticks. It's perfectly okay to smoke a fag in England, but you can't. Smoke a fag <laughs> you in can't do it in America because they die that way. You do that, you'll get in trouble. You'll go to jail. <laughs> we are uh, on. We are covering the subject on the 14th and 16th. It's a, a subject that's fascinating and oh so dangerous these days. Mm -hmm. The subject mm -hmm. of deep fakes. Mm. Deep fakes. I would love for you guys to be a part of that show. You want mm -hmm. to join it? Um, the deep fake is crazy. On March 21st, my friend, Hollywood entertainer, movie producer, television producer, scriptwriter, singer, dancer, comedian. Jeffrey Mark, Emmy Award winning. Jeffrey Mark will be here and he will entertain us with not one, not two, but three songs live in studio on mm -hmm. March the 21st. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, on the 23rd of March, we will bring back the writer's room. This episode is called Writer's Block. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have uh, some of Amelia's favorite writers on the show. Because she's got all their phone numbers. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep anybody's numbers. I, I give everything. Amelia, put it in the book. I mm -hmm. tell her. Amelia, put it in the book. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I'll tell you what. Let's do this, Amelia. Because we, mm -hmm. we always forget to do this at the end of mm -hmm. every show. And and I have all this stuff up here. Our name is our address, www.tfradio.podbean.com. We are broadcasting right now to 2.7 million people, they tell me. Right uh -huh. now, real numbers, real numbers on the site. Let me give you real-time numbers, folks, because I always like to do this. Okay, here we go. Neil, you take a guess. Where do you think we're at? Let's see, 2.9? Mm -mm. No. 500. Uh, it's 3.2. Really? I don't know. So, how did he know? <laughs> on our, on our Randomized website, numbers for 100, uh, Bob. Real <laughs> numbers. You ready for this one? Mm -hmm. 10,286,815. Wow. wow. Those are real numbers right now. Oh, yes. Because uh, we, we just got some listeners from Australia Ten. and Italy. Wait a minute. Hold on. I haven't right. even done our commercial yet. Shut up. 
Ten million two hundred eighty-six thousand eight hundred and fifteen. Ooh, yes. Real number. Let me do this before because we gotta we gotta take care of this uh, oh, yeah. right now. You guys, you're gonna love my sponsor. You ready for this shit? Only <laughs> I can fucking get away with this. Okay, <laughs> only me. Watch this stuff. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and Wrestling with the Future going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the Lawnmower 3.0 your balls will thank you. And so will we. Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand, Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard and welcome to the bus. All right. Now that's all after you. <laughs> Marlon, what's wrong, my brother? <laughs> I might need that. I mean, I might need that uh, product. Oh, you, listen, you need a manscape? Let me know. I, they're my sponsors. I could get you one. He's like, Dad. Hey, can we get half of them numbers on a, on Too Strong? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll come on and boost them for you. Why not? Hey, man, just give me half. I just need half. I don't need 10. I just need like five mil. Five mil would be fine. I think we'd be yeah. good, right? I, I think so, Corey. We could yeah, use like five million views. We are We have three dedicated YouTube channels. We don't really don't give a shit about them, but we have to put them up because there you are. YouTube.com at What's the Buzz Podcast, YouTube.com forward slash Blunt Talk Radio, and YouTube.com forward slash at the Psychic Realm Podcast. We also have two dedicated Facebooks. Uh, Amelia, so what's the buzz podcast and what's the buzz pod? And our group is the what's the buzz podcast group. Pop cast um, with the P. Pop-cast. Is that what it is, Amelia? Because you put it together, right? Yes, the podcast okay. group. Uh-huh. You got a show idea or something to promote? Our email address is what's the buzz podcast at gmail.com. We are. WWTF internet radio at home or at work on the road in the car. We are everywhere you are. And as a disclaimer, the following interviews are presented for your entertainment purposes only and are not meant to reflect any conclusion of truth or perceived truth from its host, producers, or its guest. 
<laughs> These interviews are solely for your entertainment and do not merit any social or uh, moral um, or merit any social commentary or debate. That's what we forgot. Okay. Yeah. Fair and accurate research has been done to merit. I have to read this every week. To merit the presentation of materials herein shown. Our vetting process includes, but is not limited to, the World Wide Web, the Internet, newspapers, magazine articles, and the Internet. All right. There you go, folks. Now, yes, Amelia. Yes. What else we got going on? That's I right. catch my breath now. <laughs> That's pretty much it for the week and next week. So Terrific. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm going to bring these gentlemen. I want to give them each one final big, uh, big screen here. This is Corey Fair, president of Fair Media Group, and uh, and he is the the host of it's a two strong, it's two strong productions. Is that the name of the show? No, it's it's too too strong, too strong, too strong. Okay, so, too, yeah, too too strong. So uh, I, I own a Fair Media, and uh, Too Strong is one of the channels that's under Fair Media. Okay, terrific. Um, Marlon and I started that, um, and it's 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 been amazing. I love working with Marlon. We uh, have really good shows, and and we fight and everything, and and then we do good shows, and then we can fight. Well, I'll tell you what: if you guys ever need a radio home, I know a guy that owns a radio station. Like, right well, that's what we need. need. We ain't gonna fight you on that one. <laughs> yeah, and we ain't gonna fight you on that. So you ain't gonna see us saying like, "Nah, yeah. we're good." <laughs> no, but and we, let we, me bring Marlon up here because yeah. Marlon is the Partner in crime over here. Marlon Brown is co-partner of Fair Media Group. And um, now, so who does? I wonder what I th didn't ask you during when we were talking earlier. Um, who does your uh, your graphics and your your videos? Is Marlon? Is that you? That guy. That guy. Oh, dude, Corey, you do all that. Yeah, that yeah, guy. yeah. Right here. Let, me, let me get it right. This guy right here. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. That's terrific. Thank you. That's He's the media man. Good, good stuff. I'm just well, a face. I'm just a face. That's all I am. Just a face. He lying. That's me. Well, I'm the face, but Amelia's the prettier face. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what. It's uh, it's been a great show. I would love, I'd love yes. to do. Man, I would, I would love to do uh, another like hard hitting topic with you guys. Maybe you know, Amelia. Let's keep in touch with Marlon. Oh, absolutely. And Corey. Yes. And subscribe and, to the channel, and guys. After the show, fellas, after the show, don't leave. St stick with us in, in the studio. Mm -hmm. right, cool. um, when we go off the air, stay with us. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, everybody. It's been uh, it's been entertaining. It's been educational, mm -hmm. and it's been real. That's the most important thing that we want to convey to you. This is everything you heard tonight is real. Mm -hmm. It's factual. Nothing has been exaggerated or made mm -hmm. up in any way, shape, or form. So. Uh, if you have concerns about what your children are doing and where they are, who they're with, pedophilia, you should be concerned. Pedophilia is a real crime. It is not a victimless crime by any stretch. And it's happening at the highest levels of Hollywood, the highest levels of government. It can happen in your school, in your town, in your neighborhood. Be aware of that. And for Corey Fair, for Marlon Brown, for Amelia, the pit. Chapman, I'm the Mad Dog. Bye-bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Good night.